This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to another edition of the Disney Dish Podcast with Jim Hill. It's me, Len Testa, and this is a special breaking news show. Recorded on Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. On the show today, Jim, was there any breaking news this week out of the Walt Disney Company? Uh, you're on mute, Jim. He's he's waving his arms. No? Well, that's going to do it for our show this week. We're produced fabulously by Aaron. Uh, wait, wait. Jim is signaling to me that, hold on. He's still on mute, so I have to read his lips. Pop, sheeping on fire. Pop sheeping on fire jim that makes no sense aaron can you fix jim's mic real quick so i can hear what he's saying uh and while you're doing that i will do jim's intro let's get started by bringing in the man who says to the person who stole his antidepressants i hope you're happy now it's mr jim hill jim how's it going <laughs> and you know len i have an idea who might have taken my antidepressants <laughs> do you know <laughs> I, I a certain now former uh, CEO of the Walt Disney Company. In fact, you know that you must be familiar with the children's book from the seventies, uh, Alexander in the the No Good, Really Bad, Terrible Day. Well, if you heard about the sequel, uh, Bob Chapek and the, the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I heard he, got, he got the news as he was uh, uh, as he was getting ready to introduce Elton John at a concert. And the entire phone conversation was apparently something like, Bob, you're out. Our lawyers will call your lawyers. Click. Like that was the entire thing. (laughs) Yeah. When this thing typically happens, there's kind of a corporate PR dance. Yeah. You get that boilerplate of wants to spend more time with with his his family. family. Exactly. We, we thank him for his years of service. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's done some great things and we will all remember the valuable lessons we learned under his, his or her leadership. And this just did not happen. (laughs) This time around. No. One of the reasons I've been told that it was done in this way is there were still people at Disney who were upset about what happened with Peter Rice. Remember, this was the executive in charge, chairman of entertainment and programming, who Chapek viewed as a threat. He was let go back on June 9th of this year in a seven-minute long meeting in the Team Disney Burbank building. Yeah, seven minutes isn't enough time to get your seat warm. Yeah, yeah. So what have you heard? You know, a couple of things. And, uh, and Jim, remember, it's still mm-hmm. November, and uh, and I'm still mm-hmm. trying to put a positive spin yeah, we are. on yeah, everything we are. that the Disney company mm-hmm. does. So let me just say that Pop Chapek did recently announce that he was forming a cost-cutting committee and looking at potential staff reductions. So he was kind of a visionary in that respect. <laughs> 
I'm just saying he Jim, lead he wasn't by wrong. example. Yeah, he there was, we go. He, he wasn't wrong. He wasn't oh. wrong. Okay. <laughs> if you're gonna go out, go out, go out being correct. You know, okay. I think you know, where I've heard a couple of things. Um mm-hmm. one is that to your point, after the Tim Rice thing, I don't think his peers actually trusted him. And there was the rumor that I heard was that mm-hmm. one other C-level executive mm-hmm. thought that they were going to be thrown under the bus mm-hmm. for November's earnings call. Yeah. Are we naming names at this point? Or are we, we? I don't know uh, if we necessarily need to name names. Okay. Okay. Did you hear the same thing? Yes. Definitely a, a senior corporate officer uh, who I don't imagine it'll take much for people to work the math here about who would take a hit for Disney's yeah. financials being, you know, less than they were supposed to be. Also, uh, for, and do you know the, the other weird thing that mm. I still haven't figured out? Jim Cramer saying over the last couple of weeks that Bob Chapek should be fired. That didn't, mm. that seems kind of not, I mean, Jim Cramer's kind of, uh, and uh, plays a, a an outlandish character on TV, and so it's not entirely mm-hmm. out of character for him. But mm-hmm. for him to be that specific about that high up a person mm-hmm. seems like it was a signal by someone to be like like a, like let's run this up the flagpole and see who salutes. Remember, there was the earnings call on November eighth, two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, financial community kind of lost its mind. Because Bob Chapek just sort of glossed over the $1.74 billion shortfall over at, at Disney Plus. But he's like, yeah. but hey, look at the Oogie Boogie Bash and, and how many tickets we're selling to Mickey's, you know, very Merry Christmas party. And yeah. there were people as far back as the earnings call before this, the one on August 10th, yeah. who were talking about, look, we, we, we have to replace Chapek. And, and there were also folks who even insist that in that case, it was a response to the June 9th, uh, how Peter Rice's firing was handled. But there's also people I've spoken with who, who push it back as far as six months ago, the earnings call in mid-May. Which one was that one? In that case, it was the parks had just reopened. They were still in the middle of, or Disneyland had finally reopened. But they were also dealing with all of the the woke bad press, the uh, right. the, the fighting with DeSantis. I want to yeah, I want to talk about this for a second. Go ahead. But it was just it was one of these situations where you had Bob Chapek with all of these self inflicted wounds. That yeah. this is the guy who's leading the company. This guy with a tin ear who yeah. can't realize he's putting the company not in a great light. And we have to do something about this. I think that's more than people might give it credit for. I mean, everyone's looking at, yeah, you know, Disney streaming lost $1.7 billion and, you know, Wall Street wants. To, to be fair to Bob Chapek, Wall Street has mm-hmm. pivoted here from saying you must grow your streaming service and mm-hmm. we're willing to accept losses. And yep. then pivoted almost on a dime to mm-hmm. know you have to be profitable in your streaming services now. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not something that you can do overnight. No, right? no, no, no. I mean, you look at how Paramount Plus and Apple Plus and all of all of these other streaming services yeah. are also struggling. Right. Not even, not even that, but, if, uh, you know, investors have started to look now and say things like, you know, the, the Alexa unit of Amazon loses $10 billion a year. And the question mm-hmm. is why? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. We're, we're entering a, a tougher part of the economy. You know, investors are starting to, to ask those questions. I get it. But going back to your point about Bob Chapek not being great with people, mm-hmm. I, I that doesn't help anything, especially if you're in streaming, 
you mm-hmm. need content, right? Oh, yeah. That That is the streaming game, right? Mm-hmm. You need mm-hmm. as much content as you can get, as many new shows as you can get on your platform to get the eyeballs and people to subscribe. Mm-hmm. And to get content, Jim, you need people who are willing to produce that content. And that means they mm-hmm. have to want to work with you. Mm-hmm. And when Bob Chapek does things like uh, the, the Scarlett Johansson deal where she thought she was owed more money and they ended up giving her the money, but the way it was handled was so poor. You know, the yeah. signal to Hollywood was mm-hmm. from Bob Chapek was, we're Disney. We can do whatever we want. We can replace you in a moment's notice, right? Mm-hmm. That is not a great signal to talent. And then, you know, firing Tim Rice, you know? Yeah. Okay. By the way, my, uh, my, my first, uh, my first, question after somebody you know broke the news to me was i wonder what tom staggs is doing these days <laughs> honest to god first first question it was like what is tom's what is tom staggs doing <laughs> remember bob Iger survives his own debacle to finally become disney's new ceo in right. uh you know september of 2005 but as early as 2009 he's being pressured to like look we don't want to go through what we did with with michael eisner you have to name a ceo and so remember november of 2009 we got that announcement how jay rizzullo and tom staggs were going to swap jobs the the cfo and the chairman of the parks were going to be because they were in a bake-off to see who would become the next ceo of the company bob Iger's successor we jump ahead to 2015 and Jay Rizzullo learns that, okay, Tom's got the inside track. So he decides that he's going to resign from the company in the spring of, of 2015. But then the very next year, Tom Staggs learns that Ike Perlmutter, who's the chairman of Marvel Entertainment, more to the point, he owns a giant block of Disney stock that he got when Disney acquired Marvel in August of 2009. Ike Perlmutter is now mad at Bob Iger. Because in in May of 2015, Iker had negotiated this deal where Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel Studios, didn't have to interact with Ike Perlmutter anymore, who had been interfering with the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And Ike got mad at Bob. So what he does is he reaches out to Lauren Powell Jobs, Steve Jobs' widow, mm-hmm. who got a giant block of stock when Steve passed in October of 2011. I mean, she got control of all of the Disney stock that Jobs got when Disney bought Pixar in January right. of 2006. So Perlmutter reaches out to Steve Jobs' widow and convinces her that Tom Staggs is a poor choice for Disney's next CEO. Just what's Bob Iger. And so Staggs finds out about it and finds that, okay, his path to becoming Disney CEO is blocked. So he leaves the company. Right. And Iger has to start over. But just this past year, January of this year, in fact, we find out that Tom Staggs and Kevin Meyer, who, by the way, had also worked left, for Disney. For, left yeah. Disney. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he had actually been in charge of Disney's streaming efforts, and he leaves Disney in May of 2020 because, again, Bob Chapek has now been tapped to be the company's new CEO. And it's like, I can't work with that guy. So they go off and form their own media company, Candle Media. And to give you some idea of how long this has supposedly been in the works, There was a story in the trades just yesterday about a board member reaching out in mid-summer to Tom Staggs and and Kevin Meyer and basically asked them, look, would one or both of you like to come back to the Disney company to run the place? 
and yeah yeah but but hold on they um because i heard that they would have had to acquire candle media to do that and then chapek would have had to approve that and that's why it didn't happen remember this is chess led it's like okay yeah. just checking is there an interest okay cool <laughs> i yeah. gotta move a few pieces around the board i'll be back i've heard there have been a lot of phone calls so this one is, goes farther back than I thought, because you, you, if yeah. you're saying it's six months, but I've yeah. heard like in the last couple of weeks, there have been mm-hmm. a lot of phone calls to people who have like left the company or, and I'm air quoting here, retired, yeah. right? It'll yeah. be like, hey, how firm are you yeah. on on that leaving? You, know, you, you got some spare time. You want to come around the offices? You know, the, we've really improved the cafeteria lately. You should come by and check it out. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I'm hearing the same thing. In fact, I've actually heard a specific time frame, Len, that that the next five months. Yeah. And people have been paying attention to the stories as they've been rolling out. First of all, Bob Iger is only back for two years. And supposedly who set the limit on the two years? That wasn't the board. <laughs> yeah, that was no. Bob. <laughs> Bob Iger's wife. That, Willow. That Willow Bay. Yes. That, that. Oh, she's got to be done. She's got to be done with all this. Susan Arnold, the chairman of the board of the Walt Disney Company, did not reach out to Bob Iger about coming back till three o'clock this past Friday. Friday. So think about that. Right, exactly. So this news breaks at like 10 o'clock Eastern on Sunday. So this this came together at lightning speed. Yeah, 48 hours, yeah. Evidently, the joke was that Bob went to Willow and basically explained, look, I'm the guy who, who picked this guy. He's the yeah. guy who's running Disney in the ground. I got to go back and clean up my mess. And she's like, okay, you got two years. If at the end of two years, because yeah, remember, this is the guy who postponed his retirement at the Disney company four times. Four times, it, yeah. All right. So it's like, look, if at the end of two years you are thinking about this, I will get Giselle, Tom Brady's wife's you know, <laughs> lawyer, lawyer. On, on speed dial. And, exactly. You know, and we yeah, will have a conversation. Yeah, so. Disney will either have a C- U.S. CEO in two years or Hollywood will have the most expensive divorce lawyer, <laughs> divorce ever seen. Go. Yeah. God bless her. Go. She's patient. You know, but yeah. you bring up a point. Iger, mm-hmm. Iger does not have a great history mm-hmm. of developing successors. And I don't know that two years is mm-hmm. enough time to do that. And that's the other thing, frankly, that people need to be real. I mean, I, you know, it, again, what's interesting, you go around social media, look, you know, people, it, it's like, you know, when Dorothy is, you know, it, it arrives in Munchkinland, ding dong, the witch is dead. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, no, guys, be realistic. There's so little that he can actually do, uh, you know, I mean, right. mind you, yes, the very thing you were talking about, so many of the people who have walked away from the company because I can't deal with this guy could perhaps be persuaded back. And and what's interesting to me, Len, is the stuff that already very quietly uh, is sort of leaking out. Like, for example, have you heard that the Lake Nona deal is dead? It's done. I did hear that, but I heard it on Friday and I can't mm. say where I heard it from. Yeah. But yeah, moving the Imagineering campus to Florida, that's off the table now. Also, we were just talking on the last show about the global dream, that new cruise ship that that Disney picked up. Suspicious timing, you told me. The story (laughs) I'm now being told is literally Disney finds out uh, from the shipyard that, look, this is sitting here and they're going into bankruptcy and you can pick this up. And the cruise line folks go over and kick the tires, come back and go, it's a ship that's designed to have a giant casino at its very center. It would take a lot of work. I'm, I, you know, we've already got, uh, you know, we're already committed to two other ships. There we go. Yeah. yeah there yeah. we go. 
Okay, this is a Bob Chapek who's desperate to turn around his reputation with Wall Street. Bob Chapek wants to be seen as a Bob Iger-like dealmaker. So the notion of, I'm the really smart guy who picked up a cruise ship for pennies on the dollar. Say nice things about me. And on the other hand, the Disney Cruise folks are already like... We have just launched a new ship. We have two more ships being built. Yeah, we we're still we're still need. trying to figure out what's going, what, the, fixing the minor issues that are going on in the Wish. We've got two more ships due in two years, three years. Yeah. You're yeah. going to add another ship onto it and keep the t- same time frame. Yeah. It's almost like Bob Chapek is, is sending out a memo saying, you have to be hardcore to work here. You know, click, click this button to stay employed <laughs> at Disney Cruise Line. But that would be crazy, Jim. Nobody would ever do that. Nobody would ever do that. <laughs> so I'm hearing that the global dream is basically, uh, you know how uh, when Disney was was being pursued by the Green Mailers and they made that, that deal with Gibson uh, greeting cards, or for that matter, when they formed an alliance with Ar- Arvita, the, uh, the real estate development company, and then once Michael came through the door as the new CEO, those deals went away. They paid kill fees, and those things didn't yeah. happen. Oh, you think there's a you think there's a um, a kill fee for the global dream? Because I think I think they're still going to do it. And it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you you have probably have more inside information than I do. I'm just speculating. It's just that the, the cruise line folks who are initially just being quiet about the fact that we said no and Chapek made the deal anyway are, you know, yeah. just sort of, so when can we have that meeting with Mr. Iger? Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. He's probably of, lower on his list of things to do. Um, that but, it is. So. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I, I still see the, the appeal of it. We'll say, we'll see what happens. It, it, I don't, my, my sense is that unless the, um, the get out of the deal fee is so remarkably low, Mm-hmm. They'll probably move forward with it because it, in the overall scheme of things, it's not a huge capital outlay burden. It was already baked into their existing no, 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 capital I... uh, expenditures. And and frankly, you know, if, it, if it's a choice between Bob Iger saying, you know what, I'm going to have to put a lot of work into into killing this deal and explaining it to the, mm-hmm. the cruise people or mm-hmm. let me go repair some relationships in Hollywood. Where do you think his time is better spent? You're not wrong. You're not no. wrong. But I don't know if you listened to Kai Rizdahl yesterday, but they was talking about when a I new I can't believe CEO Kai Rizdahl didn't call me. I'm kind of <laughs> mildly upset at that, but all right, go ahead. <laughs> but he was talking about typically when a new CEO takes over the company, there's a familiarization tour, you know, to the right. effect of meets with all the heads of the division. Yeah, but, you know, for when, when Iger walks in, it's like, oh, Bob, here's your, you know, here's your uh, two scoops of scrambled eggs, hash browns and toast just the way you like it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> exactly. And, and, well, that's the whole notion. Hit the ground running. Make yeah. the repairs. And, and the fact that by Monday, Bob Chapek was out the door and his good right arm, his second in command. Kareem Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Out at Disney Media and Entertainment. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because going back to the Hollywood thing, mm-hmm. you know, they, when they, they did the restructuring when 2020, where they basically took financial control yeah. away from the... Um, the people who made the movies, the 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 content, mm-hmm. and that that made people really upset, right? There was the the earnings call, and then Bob Chapek on the the Friday following the earnings call, you know, with that <sighs> memo to the effect of, okay, hiring freeze, uh, we're going to do layoffs, we're going to make hard choices, and there were a number of folks that's like, look, this is the no turning back point. If he, if he starts deciding who gets fired, you know, and starts trimming the company, we're never going to be able to turn this around. Yeah, nobody but, will want to work there for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. There we go. But the thing that supposedly finally got 
you know, just let's say, okay, we have to do something now. Uh-huh. Story I'm being told is that Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel, this meant pausing a number of animated series that Marvel had in the works for Disney Plus. And Kevin, yeah, and you're like, guys, you need streaming content. Well, no, no. Why would you do this? <laughs> this like, it's like literally the wrong decision, the exactly wrong decision. All right. Well, the, but the, 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 you, you've nailed it. Okay. And so Kevin's trying to have a common sense conversation with Kareem to the effect of, okay, I, look, I get cutting, you know, making budget concessions for the giant Marvel movies that we have. Yeah, that cost, you know, 300 million to make. Yeah, I get okay, that. But yeah. this is literally an animated series. We can get like. 10, 13 episodes for tens of millions of dollars. And it creates content and, you know, and more to the point, we... This, this is as cheap as it gets in... This is as cheap as content gets in Hollywood, That's right? exactly. And Kareem basically was like, well, no, I mean, look, everybody here at the company has to do their share and, you know, we'd love it if you'd set an example and get on board with this. And things got evidently a little heated and word got back to Susan Arnold, the, the, the chairman of the board at Disney. And Susan... Uh-huh. Just in the past couple of weeks or so, we've we've learned about James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, the the three Guardians films, and and the holiday special will be dropping next week. He's now gone yeah. over to Warner's and will be running their DC movie division. Yeah, not a great sign for Disney. But there. here's the thing, Glenn. Earlier this summer, when you know they were having their issues with Warner Brothers Discovery, David Zaslav. The head of, of Warner Brothers Discovery, through back channels, actually reaches out to Kevin Feige and says, hey, look, how would you like to, I mean, love what you're doing with the MCU over at Marvel Studios. Would you like to do the same thing with the DC characters? Yeah, because DC's just been mired in mediocrity on its... Uh... Absolutely on its superhero franchises. I mean, it's just nothing there is great. Even Margot Robbie couldn't save it. Yeah, but but down. Like, no, I'm, I'm happy what I'm doing at Disney, and it's very flattering to be offered to the DC stuff. But Susan has been looking at the talent that's walking out the door, whether it's the Bob Weisses, you know, the, the, the chairman of, of Walt Disney Imagineering, who was supposed to, you know, be staying yeah. on as in, in, in a creative ambassador role who, you know, just after a few months, no, I'm out. You know, and it's just sort of like, could we really afford to lose a Kevin Feige over somebody yeah. who's, you know, again, who lives and dies by a spreadsheet? And, you know, and, and more to the point, Kareem Daniels is acting the way he is because he feels protected by Bob Chapek. It's like, yeah. we have to move. And th- that's where we are now. That, and in fact, to circle back to Chapek, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, what you were saying at the very start of the, the today's podcast, you know, that you face it, Bob Chapek had thought this Sunday night very, spent a very pleasant time at Dodger Stadium watching Elton John's last concert of his North American, you know, his, his final North American tour. And I didn't make it there and what was fa- fascinating evidently I, i've had a number of people talk about how it's the disney vip tent at dodger stadium and everybody's in there enjoying their cocktails waiting for the concert to begin and their phones start blowing up yeah <laughs> like our phones started blowing up yeah <laughs> you know, and everybody looks at their phone and it's like honey oh. i gotta go you know, it's yeah. like I gotta go yeah. find out if I still have a job. Exactly, yeah. And that's that's what's going on at Disney right now. They, you know, the, the, there's a number of folks who have been put in place by Bob Chapek since he took over as Disney CEO uh, back in February of 2020. Yeah, Jim. You know, I think the uh, the number of uh, people 
inside Disney in Burbank who are ordering uh, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think the number has skyrocketed over the last uh, couple of uh, couple of days. Like the Kindle edition is probably selling like hotcakes <laughs> over there. <laughs> okay. I will say I will say this too, Jim. I think. And I don't know if you if you said the same thing to the Orlando Sentinel in the interview mm-hmm. yesterday, but mm-hmm. I'm convinced that now that with this move, absolutely nothing happens, nothing meaningful happens to the Reedy Creek Improvement District no. in Florida because it allows Ron DeSantis to say we, we got what we wanted, right? The the guy who you know tried to stand up to us is now gone. You know mm-hmm. Disney can say you know this is what you can claim as a victory. I, you know I think what's what's going to happen. I think you've you and I have, have heard the same thing. Disney mm-hmm. might give up a couple of seats on its uh, the Reedy Creek Improvement Board. They're going to give up the unused parts of the um, of the Reedy Creek uh, Improvement District powers, like they won't be able to build a nuclear power plant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but then largely speaking, it's all going to be the same. And uh, if, if uh, nothing else, under a different name. And I think this this smooths that path towards that, where really nothing changes when everyone gets what they want out of it. If you, you look at the press, you look what happened with the Disney stock price yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Was uh, it a $30 billion dollar bump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which again, you know, you know, and think about it. You know, what Disney recovered during that period will cover whatever Bob Iger is going to be doing over the next two years. Yeah. But here's the interesting part of the Susan Arnold's pitch to Iger to come back. Evidently, it's like, look, we have this guy because you picked him as a successor. <laughs> All right, you need to come back and clean up your mess. And and in fact, if we go back to February of 2020, and here's Bob Iger looking at what's happening in Asia. You know, uh, Shanghai Disneyland closes on January 25th. Hong Kong Disneyland closes uh, the day after that. And already he's, you know, reading the tea leaves about what's going to happen in Tokyo with the, the Disney parks there and look at the time got to go it's hey, I should that's retire, it exactly right? that's exactly there's, I mean there's a story there Jim that we have not heard yet no 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 absolutely but for me and again I know you and, and Laurel have been shouldering your way through you know how many seasons of the love boat we're on the last full season so season nine right now yeah Okay, for me, you know, to look at that moment when late February of, of 2020, when Bob Iger, after announcing that he'll be stepping down as the, the chairman of the Walt Disney Company, and that was 2019, you know, that at the end of 2021, I'm stepping away. But for him, to, in February of 2020, to, to throw the keys to Bob Chapek, it's equivalent of Captain Steubing on the deck of the Pacific Princess, looks out, sees the iceberg, and goes, go for it, take the wheel. I'm going downstairs, and, and you know, the passengers need to learn about macrame. I, I'm going to go, you know. Exactly. Go for it, take the helm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the, the, the part of the story we have to oh be God. fair about. Bob Chapek takes over the Walt Disney Company just as the pandemic happens, which yeah. t- totally screws up every single business line at Disney. The parks, the theaters, the movies going to theaters. Even, you know, I mean, the only, in fact, the only saving grace, the lifeboat during that period, ironically enough, is the thing that's got him in trouble now, streaming. Streaming, yeah. I don't think anybody could have done a good job that, of, of that's running the, the Disney. You know, yeah, I mean, and- somebody. It, it, there was just there were so many things going against him. It was mm-hmm. the pandemic. Now we're in a you know uh, an inflationary period. People mm-hmm. are talking about a recession. I mean, there's yeah. just he's just it's a lot. Nobody could have done it. Oh no no no! But but to then have a guy with a tin ear who's not yeah, good at, at re- yeah. reading the room. That's the thing. He, he couldn't yeah. get sympathy. There was no sympathy no. for him. 
Yeah. Yeah. So now, again, we're, you know, we're back to Bob Iger and the Disney fans are dancing in the street. In fact, <laughs> have you seen the, the meme where it's Bob Chapek is Thanos? It's like, I am inevitable. And then they cut <laughs> to Bob Iger. You know, yes, but I am Iger Man. And he snapped his fingers. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I've seen the Haunted Mansion gravestones with rhymes that are uh, also kind of funny. Yeah. But that's oh where gosh, we are now. Week. But again. Yeah. All I ask is Glenn and I are continuing to follow the story and every day new new stories or, or new aspects of the story get out there. But we all have to be realistic about what a Bob Iger can do in this situation. I mean, yeah, yeah it's a great yeah, message yeah, yeah. to the creative think, community. But Right. I don't think anything's gonna anything in the short term is gonna change at the parks. Like mm-hmm. I d I don't I don't just I just don't see anything like that happening. He's got way bigger problems to work on right now. And frankly, the, the parks are making money here. It's the, He's really got to focus they on streaming are, and relationships. They are, but, but let me throw one last little tidbit out here. Supposedly, on the back of that corporate meeting that Chapek had at Disney, I want to say in late October, early November, when they had right. all the execs down at the, the, the Decino, there was already a plan in place, Len, to shut down park reservations you know the notion was that this is something that really upsets guests let's make this go away so so think about it bob chapek if he'd hung in there maybe another week to 10 days this would have been announced supposedly after thanksgiving and i don't know the exact time frame they were talking about shutting down the reservation system but supposedly now this is going to be one of the very first things that gets announced under bob Iker's watch everyone will oh my god bob Iker has canceled reservations at the park you know that let's stage a parade it's like no that was that was bob chapek but he didn't last in the job long enough to get the chance to to do it yeah Yeah. so let's be careful about how quickly we get into the whole hero worship thing here i mean we we have to be realistic and some of the things like we know we've talked about a little bit some of the um some of the changes that are coming to Genie Plus and Genie and whatever. Those things are, and they'll, they'll come in, you know, in 2023. Those things yep. have been in the works for a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right. Long story oh. short, folks, Len and I have now have quite a bit more to talk about on Disney yeah. News. So. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll also have a regular episode coming out uh, on Monday, uh, as that usual. We so, uh, so we and we'll, we'll, uh, hopefully nothing nothing big changes between now and then, Jim, so we can enjoy oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. You know, what could happen, Len? What you could know? possibly happen in the next uh, 96 hours? All right, fair <sighs> enough. Okay. All right, folks, that's going to do it for the show today. You can help support our show and Jim Hill Media by subscribing over at DisneyDish.Bandcamp.com, where you'll find exclusive shows never before heard on iTunes, including our latest series on Disney's Cars Land. You can find more of Jim at jimhillmedia.com and more of me, Len, at touringplans.com. We're produced fabulously by Aaron Adams, who'll be taking on his creative rivals from the House of Nipschultz at the 2023 Big Island Chocolate Festival on Saturday, April 29th, 2023, starting at 11 a.m. at the Wakiola Beach Marriott Resort and Spa in beautiful beachside Wakiola Beach, Hawaii. While Aaron's doing that, please go on to iTunes and Radar Show and tell us what you'd like to hear next. For Jim, this is Len. We will see you on the next show.